glass. Pretty good move by Alan Griffin, the sophomore out of Brooklyn. Live from Attilio's Restaurant and Bar on James Street, this is the Alan Griffin Show, presented by Davidson Ford and Clay. Griffin will hit. Chance for a three-point play. Here are Seth Goldberg, Mike Waters, and Coach Griffin. Welcome in to Attilio's here in downtown Syracuse. Seth Goldberg, Mike Waters, and Alan Griffin with you as we uh, are here for the first show of the year. It's a uh, quickly approaching basketball season. Griff, Mike, good to be with you guys this year. Yeah, exciting times. Exciting times. Seems like we were just wrapping up last season, and uh, now here we are again. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty wild as a you know basketball season quickly approached. Uh, Griff, you guys uh, you, you guys feel ready? Did the summer go too fast for you? Summer went too fast. <laughs> you know, uh, with our trip to Italy, uh, we were able to practice like ten times, and you know we had individual workouts you know all summer. So it, uh, the summer flew, but I'm really excited for this team and uh, to be ready to go. Have your preseason workouts this year been any different than past years because of that trip to Italy? No, I think we were business as usual from the start. You know, we didn't try to limit them or say we need to do more. We just kind of kept it, you know, status quo and uh, kept it going. You know, I talked to Jerry a little bit about this last night when, when we did his show. Um, but to you, which one was, you know, the more beneficial aspect of the trip? Obviously, you go and you play four games, but you also get those practices here before you went. Which one to you was more beneficial or helped you guys out more? I think everything, you know. Uh, but if I would say anything, um, you know, watching and seeing the guys, what they can do in the games, in game situations uh, was good for us. So uh, for me, what I thought, uh, Coach was able to uh, – see what guys can do what uh given you know the you know the playing time and stuff like that so it was good have you been able to take tape of those games and sit the the players down especially like uh, you've got the young kid uh, at center jesse edwards and, uh, and you have barama at center who hasn't played a, a ton in his first two years and, and you've been able to sit down with them and say you know how in practice when i tell you to do this uh, there's pictures of you right there not doing that you know on the bus in italy coming from the game we had the f- the footage and we were breaking it down as coaches and um, you know we would show our guys when we got back to the hotel what they needed to you know see and uh technology these days you can get everything so fast you know wow yeah so when you're looking at that tape and, and you see what jesse did and barama did I, what what are you pointing out as as some of the positives um you know I, I guess it's probably a little different with each of them barama you've had for for a couple of years here but jesse came in uh what basically cold and, yeah. and went and played with you guys in italy yeah you know one uh barama uh he did a phenomenal job on the boards when we were over there uh he was our leading rebounder uh, I think he averaged double-figure rebounds while he was over there, which is huge. Um, and, you know, the one thing he was doing also was converting on his layups. Uh, I thought that he made some layups, so that was good for us. And uh, Jesse, anything that he did positive, you try to highlight it, especially for a freshman, you know. Make him, you know, get him as confident as you need to be. And then, you know, once you get back here and you start to kind of have a lot more practices, you start to, you know, break him down a little bit and build him up. Was he maybe a little 
ahead of where you had thought, given that he didn't have as much time with you guys prior to playing in a game and, and getting into those situations? Yeah, a little bit, uh, but uh, he got so much to learn, but he's so talented, you know, um, really talented kid, uh, one of the biggest guys that I've been around with the talent level that he has, so I'm really excited for him uh, in our program here, and uh, uh, his better days are ahead of him. Your other freshman center, John Bolajak, was not able to go on the trip. Why did he miss out, and what was he able to do with his time back here while you guys were over in Italy? When he was here, we got uh, day-to-day uh, feedback from what he was doing here, and he was working his tail off. Uh, we would get video. Uh, we would see him uh, from uh, somebody was taking uh, pictures from the, the coaches' offices and, you know, zooming it in on him, working out, you know, shooting on the gun while we were going. So he, he worked pretty hard. We set him up with, a tr- you know, one of our other trainers from the other department, the athletic department, and, and got him in there and worked him out, of, you know, in terms of physical physicalness. And then, um, uh, you know, what he was able to miss, I would say, just playing in games and for us as a coaching staff to see what he can do in a game, you know, what he can do against – other guys who are big like him and you know those teams over there play really physical so um you know we uh we, we missed him in that part but you know what uh he's been practicing really hard uh he brings a, a energy to practice every day which is uh which is great uh level of rebounding and the physicalness uh, he, you know he's not scared to mix it up a little bit you know, talking with Jerry last night, we, we talked about, uh, you know, the the young guys and the freshmen coming in. And the name that he b- brought up with, with John Bolajak was, was that maybe he's somebody like Baikita as oh. far as the energy and the defense. And he may have a little bit more, when it's all developed, a little bit more of an offensive game. Uh, you obviously didn't coach by, but but sure, you, you've you watched him when he was here. I watched um, a lot of do, film. do you see that as a comparison? Oh, definitely. Uh, from a communication standpoint, from a, just an energy and, and uh, standpoint, uh, definitely can uh, uh, see a lot of buy-in in, uh, in Bo. Uh, I think Bo offensively a little bit better. He can make the 17-foot shot, which is his strong suit right now. You know, the one thing about Bo is, is you know, that he's having trouble with right now, and it's just with the athleticism and finishing around the basket, which he'll get better at with, you know, continuing to work in the weight room and stuff like that. Seth, I don't know if you've seen John Bowl, but to me, he, he's, as a freshman, compared to Baikata as a freshman, he's bigger. Oh, yeah. He's a little thicker, especially through the shoulders. Oh, definitely. More physical, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had a high school game, so I missed the, the orange and white scrimmage. I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend and to Tuesday to, to get my eyes on these guys for the first time. Yeah, I uh, thought you know, John really. was thicker than I, uh, when I first saw him this fall than, yeah. than I expected, and Jesse Edwards is taller yeah. than I expected. He's going to start uh, inching up to seven feet tall pretty yeah. soon. Six eleven and a half. Yeah. Definitely. 7'4 <laughs> wingspan. He's, a, he's long. So. Now, you mentioned the wingspan, and, and I think we've talked about this about recent teams at, at various points, but, um, I, I mean, you, you probably had back-line combinations uh, a couple of years ago where you could go hand-in-hand hand and, and go sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. If you've got 7-4 in the middle, <laughs> you know, uh, the, yeah. at the back line of the zone, that, that has to just help how far you can spread uh, out the wings, right? Definitely, and also, too, if you can add a Marat Doja, who's, you know, what, 6'10", and he's long with mm-hmm. a 7, probably a 7, just under 7-foot wingspan. You know, Elijah Hughes is... You know, he's long enough, and then you, you know we got some combinations of forwards that, uh, if we put our arms, you know, out there, we can touch and join hands there, so to speak. Yeah. 
So you know, like uh, within the last couple of years, you had Pascal. Barama was hampered as a freshman with the tendonitis, and, and then Marek works out with the forwards. You weren't left with much uh, in the in the time when you work with just the centers in practice. How has this changed this year, where you have three healthy guys I love uh, that can go up against each other? You know, I love it. Uh, again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a different coach. I try to get better every year, uh, and having three healthy guys. Uh, just you know, make me better as a coach because I got to bring it every day just as much as they do. Uh, but also too, you know, when, when we had to hamper guys, we did something to help those guys get better and help our team get better, you know, to some capacity. Uh, but right now we're in full strength here, and uh, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air when you can have three healthy bodies out there just banging around, you know, dunking the ball, going after it. You know, it, it's it's a a good good feeling coming into practice every day the competition among them's got to be great for each of them great great uh at times not so much now but at times uh leading into uh practice i will have those guys play one-on-one and uh it would be a battle and and some guys will walk away really mad which i love you know we mike mentioned marek and and he's somebody who has played minutes in the middle and and at the five over the last couple of years um you know i I know coaches said you know it would be great to maybe stay away from that you've got three guys who who could play in the middle do you see situations where maybe marek though plays in the middle is is moved into that situation uh given that he's got experience there definitely um i think against certain teams he's probably our best five um because he adds a playmaking ability uh, from the five spot, which we can put four other playmakers out there. It makes us hard to guard. So uh, I think we're going to experiment with that. Um, I, you know, I'm not coach, but I think that's one of the things that's going through coach's mind in uh, any given you know, game. He can experiment and put Mariah at the five, which I think he's going to use a lot. Uh, just because, uh, you know, depending on the team we play, uh, and, uh, and 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 you know, Marat could spread them, you know, spread teams out and make plays and you know create offense, which uh, is is huge for us. You know, I want to ask you about the two trips you took over the summer. Uh, how does the Italy trip compare to the the Greece trip? I feel like we didn't hear quite as much about your trip to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the trip to Greece. Um, you know, I, I was uh, Coach Autry's assistant. Uh, I don't even know if I was his top assistant, but uh, I was one of his assistants there. And, you know, I, when I was talking to Coach, you know, Autry, I was like, hey, you know, trying to give him some suggestions. And he just kind of ignored me the whole time. So I don't even know how the trip went, to be honest with you. I just closed my mouth and just sat there the whole time. <laughs> how was that? Nah, was... right, the trash talking among yeah, yeah, the radio yeah. shows has begun yeah, already. Yeah. No, but it was, it was a great a great experience, especially getting to coach some really good talent uh, from the Division One all the way down to the Division Three level of players that we had. And uh, we had a good group of kids, and uh, they played their hearts out, and they played hard for us. And, you know, I think we went 4-0. Uh, so, you know, in Europe, I'm 8 no this summer, so last summer. So I'm great, and I'm feeling great. Not bad. Jalen Carey was on that trip with you and, and Red Autry to Greece. Uh, how did he play there? Because we got to see some of the games in Italy uh, via live stream. But in Greece, how did he do there? He played great. He, you know, he played solid in Greece, especially the first couple games. And I thought as the you know the week went on, he started to play more confidently mm-hmm. and, and, and just uh, especially defensively. He was uh, terror on the ball. Uh, so, uh, he, you know, as the, as the week went on, he went, he played well and, uh, you know, he, he got really confident. And right now he's playing 
you know, very confident, and uh, we look for big things from Jalen. Did you see things that he was doing in Greece then carry over to, to what he was doing in Italy in the start of camp? Is, is that kind of the growth you saw? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, he made some really good plays for people uh, on the offensive end. Uh, you know, he was able to create some offense for himself, getting to the basket, uh, made his mid-range pull-up, which, you know, which is huge for him and for our team. Uh, and defensively, he was again. He was a, a terror in, in Italy, getting his hands on balls, getting steals, and and getting us out on the break, which which was good for us. Can that defense that he brings? Uh, can that translate if you're playing zone? Definitely. You know. Um, you know. It's, our zone has some man-to-man principles uh, within it. Uh, you got to keep guys in front of you. And if you do, and then if you on the ball, you can't just let them do whatever they want to do. So you got to apply some pressure. So you know if he can apply that pressure that he put in the man-to-man situation, he can uh, really cause some havoc for us and get his hands on some balls that'll get some deflections and get us out on the break. It's almost like the guarding the ball is guarding the ball, whether you're in man to zone, right? Definitely, yes. We're here at Atilio's. We're on ESPN Radio. We're here for the first Alan Griffin show of the season. Presented by Davidson Ford, Seth Goldberg, Mike Waters, and Syracuse assistant coach Alan Griffin. So let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We've got plenty more to get to until we're here until seven o'clock when we pass it off to Adrian Autry and Stephen Fonte up at Shaughnessy's. We'll take a timeout. We're back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Live from Attilio's Restaurant and Bar on James Street. This is the Alan Griffin Show, presented by Davidson Ford and Clay. Hot mics. Back here on ESPN Radio <laughs> and live at Atilio's. Seth Goldberg, Mike Waters, and Alan Griffin here. I'm sitting there hitting Griff. <laughs> Griff hears that the mics are on and then yeah. says, oh, the mics are on. Yeah, just making sure I echo the, the call. As every great point guard, you know, good point guard wasn't great, you know, you always got to echo. You Whatever know, coach calls out, right? right. Whatever coach yeah. yells, you yeah. got to automatically okay. yell. Definitely. Fist. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Would you, that, was, yeah. that was one of your all sets, wasn't it? Yeah. Thumbs up, fist, all of them. Yep. You know, <laughs> basically, basically, my, my calls was get Damone, Eton. Mm-hmm. Preston, those guys the ball. So call whatever the <laughs> their numbers are. Whatever don't call you. Said, yeah, let's don't get it the shumper. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever call your number. <laughs> whatever gets those guys the ball is the yeah, play yeah, call. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point guard right there. Yeah, definitely. I, I see why Atan called you up a couple weeks oh, ago for he, the show. He must he, love you. That's why he loves me. I, I used to give Atan the ball all the time, even though. Uh, his sophomore year, he used to drop the ball a little bit, but <laughs> we used to we used to give it to him. We used to say, "Hey, big dog, we're gonna come to you three straight times. You drop it one time, that's one possession you won't get back." You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was great. I love playing with you, Tom. He was great. While we're talking about this for a moment, I, I know you didn't play with John Wallace, but you see his number retired, and you come mm-hmm. in right right after you know he he's here. Um, what, what did what, what went through your mind when you're seeing that announcement yesterday and, and obviously later in the year we'll see him back in the Dome with the jersey being retired? About time. You know, uh, you know, John was a great player here, uh, especially, you know, right before I got here. You know, uh, John was uh, the man. Uh, you know, and, and the one thing I learned about John, obviously after I meeting him, is, is that basketball was everything to him. You know, he loved to compete. 
it didn't matter who he was competing with, who he was against. He's gonna play the same way against the same. Like it didn't matter who he's playing against, and uh, he really, really, really enjoyed playing the game of basketball. And until this day, you know, Coach Bayhan's fantasy camp, you know, John would be playing against some of the, you know, the campers, and we were like, John, That's take it easy. Guys. Yeah, take it easy on these guys. He over there dunking on them and stuff like that. You like, but uh, and, and and you know what? And John has always, always been uh, a straight up guy with me. Uh, every time he see me, he'll be like Showbiz and AG. That's our old rap group. But uh, he, he, you know, he always acknowledged me, and, and, and he was great with me. So um, he, I'm, I'm happy for him. If I could add anything about John, two things come to mind when I think about him and his career. First of all, it starts out with the fact that you know this was a guy who was a high school All-American. He was fantastic. And Syracuse is getting put on probation for his freshman year, and he knows it. They're not going to go to the tournament. And he stuck with his commitment and came here. And he could have gone to a what? I remember Kansas was really in on him. So he had other options, and he turned them all down uh, to still come here. And that was a big deal at the time. He kind of made sure that this program didn't take a dip. And then at the end of his career, his senior year was amazing. His numbers were off the charts. And he took a team that didn't have a single other player on it that was going to play in the NBA all the way to the NCAA title game. And it would be real interesting to start with last year and go through and, f- and look at the t- two NCAA finalists and find the, like, the last time a team had just one guy go to the NBA because he carried yeah. that team. Oh, big time. Yeah, that would be tough to do. I mean – I, I would have to look at I that Villanova. I just came into my I'd, head. I'd have to look at that. The, the only one that pops into my head as maybe is is that Villanova roster from a couple years ago, oh, that no. BUNC. Or did they, Hart, they sent two guys, right? Josh or three guys? Jalen Brunson. Oh, right. I forgot yeah, about Jalen Brunson. Yeah. yeah. Even Arkadiakina oh, yeah. was a younger player yeah. on that team and was going to go. Yeah. Uh, so no, no, that one. Yeah, yeah. obviously Virginia out. last year blows it out of the water yeah. with all three of those guys. Three guys. Well, they, they we'll look. have to see that the, uh, they play Texas Tech in the final. Culver was a top five pick. There's one. That's one. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see how the others play yeah. out. But uh, still, a remarkable senior year. Yeah. And the Kentucky team they played against was oh, wow. had like eight everybody. NBA guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an NBA team yeah. basically. It really was. Back in a day when like you didn't see super you know loaded teams all the time like that. Um, you know, like today with Duke, you know, last year and stuff. Uh, that Kentucky team was loaded. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I, Antoine Walker was on Walker, that team. So, yeah. Ron Mercer. Ron Mercer. Tony Delk. Oh, uh, man. Walter McCarthy. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the list go on and on, you know. They had one kid sitting out that year um, who was going to end up in the NBA just because he wasn't going to play. That season, he was. Uh, uh, it's not going to come to me now, yeah. but it was an amazing, amazing run to the Final Four. So, and let's not forget who they were coached by. One of the greatest coaches of all time, Rick Pitino. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, heard of him? Yeah, I, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good team led by a, a pretty good coach. Yeah. You, you know, Griff- also the last Final Four played at a basketball arena. Everything's been in a, in a dome in ever a dome. since. That was at oh. the Meadowlands, yeah. and that's the last time they played it in a regular basketball I arena. I was a high school. Student at that time, and I thought it was awful there for some reason. Playing. Really? Yeah. yeah the Meadowlands? Yeah. Was, I mean, it was old. Well, the Meadowlands probably was just an older gym. I just thought it wasn't a good, you know, <laughs> environment. You know. Pull the roster up for for you guys to tell. Are you thinking of Nazi Muhammad? 
as a as a guy who's NBAer but didn't play I much on that team. Did or Jared maybe he Cricket did play? not play? But uh, uh, Derek Anderson was on Derek the team. Derek Anderson, holy cow! Yeah, and he he was just coming off like two knee surgeries, right? <laughs> was he blew his oh. knee out like twice? Wayne Turner, Wayne Turner. Syracuse recruited him. Oh, Wayne from Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, Wayne Morgan was probably one of the, the guys who uh, recruited him. Wayne, Wayne did a good job. And Mark Pope. Mark Pope, big Mark Pope. He's playing a the lot NBA. of guys. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and Syracuse, with two minutes to go in that game, had him in a battle. Oh, yeah. And then John fouled out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. So uh, much deserved. If you ever want to make John mad, by the way, just ask him about that call. <laughs> that last foul. <laughs> We'll have to do that when when he's on the shows. I'm sure coming up, uh, you know, closer to the the ceremony. Uh, you know, Griff. Uh well, something we've seen out of out of Syracuse basketball in the past um, has been playing a little more up tempo at times, and and you know as as point guards pushing the ball up court a little bit more. Um, that seems to be something that's in in Jalen's game, and and maybe something that you guys have gotten away from for a number of reasons the, the last couple of years. Do you think that's going to be a point of emphasis uh, with Jalen maybe playing more minutes at, at the point this year, and, and something that you guys want to you know do get yeah, in transition? Yeah, definitely because one, it opens up his game. Uh, but also, too, with the amount of shooting that we have on our team this year, uh, it can create a lot of space because guys are going to start running out to our shooters on the line. So we got to have somebody that can, you know, set the tempo there and, and, and get the ball to the basket. You know, all the freshmen like Joe Girard has been very good with the basketball, especially in the open court. Uh, actually very surprising to me on how good he is with the basketball. Uh, uh, you know, he makes a little some mistakes, but for the most part, he's been very, very good, and uh, I'm very shocked about that. Uh, and then, um, you know, Bryson Godin, you know, he's probably one of the most talented guys we've had here in a long time, and, uh, you know, all those guys are doing a very good job of pushing the basketball and, and trying to get the ball, you know, up the court as fast as possible, and I know that's, you know, been a point of emphasis from Coach from when we were out practicing in Italy, for Italy and while we were in Italy. So uh, we'll, we'll get there, uh, and it'll be, it'll be beneficial for this team, definitely. With a guy like Jalen Carey, who can extend and play some man-to-man defense and pressure, uh, and also the fact that this team appears to have some more depth to it, is that going to bring the full-court press back into play this year with this team? I think we have to have that in our back pocket. Um, but, I, I, you know, the one thing I know Coach is is that he wants us to, you know, be solid on defense and, uh, and, and, and have teams, you know, make teams make the mistakes, uh, so to speak. Uh, I think the pressure's always going to be there for us. It's always been there for us. It, one or two games help us win. One or two games that, you know, one, sometimes we don't have no business winning. And, and two, you know, helping us win games that we should have won. Like, you know, so we got it in our back pocket. And, you know, it just depending on the situation, it'll come out. They're working on it every day, aren't they, Seth? I yeah. think that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to ask about the press. Uh, given that the zone, especially the last couple of years, has been so good and, and it forces teams into um, – it forces teams really into long possessions and and you know make them work for shots. Is there almost a hesitancy at times to speed the game up too much and, and put, by putting the press on? Now you know what uh, you know our teams last year and the year before when I first got back. Uh, one from a depth perspective, we didn't have it, so it, it would be a hesitant situation because you know we get past Tice and those guys, we had nobody else. Whereas to this year. 
Uh, we, I think we have the bodies to do in it. Uh, it's just one of those things where uh, it's going to be for coach to decide in terms of you know where you know where we should do it and how comfortable he is doing it, especially uh, with us working on it every day in practice. So, if there has had any impact, how has an opening night game against Virginia uh. Uh, changed <laughs> uh, the the preseason practices this year, or or even maybe added to the the urgency that maybe the the, the players feel. You know what, uh, Mike? To be honest, I don't hear the guys chirping about the opening game. No, no, not really. I, I think uh, coach has done a very good job of you know keeping us focused on us getting better every day and not worrying about you know what game is up you know if we play virginia we just got to prepare to you know play virginia if we play you know whoever we're just going to be prepared to play that team Uh, and and this team uh right now because we got so many young guys are not even focused on that i think these guys are just focused on just surviving practice you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and making sure that they can get through practice so uh I, i think they're you know opening up with virginia is great uh, for the the fans of Syracuse and, and for us, because you know what, it just gives us a, a where, where we should be or where we could be, you know, from you know at the beginning. What about you? As you look ahead to a an opening game against the defending national champion, does that give you pause as a coach? Like, why can't we just open against? You know, a, fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to say anything. You know, and, 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 and not to take anything away or any credit away from Virginia. You know, like college basketball is hard. Uh-huh. You know, because teams and, and you know because it's becoming year round. You know, guys are practicing year round. Like it's just a hard game down there. And, you know, regardless of who we play, we got to make sure we're prepared. These two exhibition games, we got to be prepared to play in these guys because you just never know. You know, teams can come in there and shoot the lights out and, and play better than you. You know, so uh, you can't look down the line. You got to take every day and every game uh, by itself, and, and 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 you know, evaluate yourself after each game and, and prepare for each game. You know, so I'm sorry if I didn't give you guys the answers that you want, Mike. But. <laughs> no, I want your answer, whatever it is. And I love it when you start with, uh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. and whenever he doesn't say that at the beginning, I'm assuming he's lying. <laughs> nah, not Griff. Griff's cool. just, Whoever's listening might be thinking I'm lying. But, no. You know. I know you're a straight shooter. Yeah, I try to be. What's there to hide? We're just talking basketball, right? Right. Nah. <laughs> why don't we, uh, why don't we do this? How do you this? think Tony Bennett feels about the opener on the road? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you might feel differently about <laughs> yeah, this if yeah, it wasn't yeah. a dome, right? <laughs> he's probably called the ACC office probably. <laughs> You're sending me where? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Defending champs going on the road. You know what, though? Uh, Last year, they won some incredible games on the road. Uh, And and even coming in here and playing us the way they did, uh, you know, those guys, you know, they did a really good job of attacking our zone and uh and 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 they were ready and and they made shots uh Uh, and they made shots and uh now those three guys are gone thank god (laughs) (laughs) but they still got 
you know, some very good players uh, that they had coming back and also recruited. So, uh, again, they're going to be a tough out. I mean, again, they're defending national champs, and we just got to be, you know, ready. I wanted to ask you about that. They have so much turnover. You have a lot of turnover as as well. Um, are you able to, to look at that tape and say, and, you know, really dissect it and use it as a preview, or, or is there so much turnover on both sides that maybe it's a little difficult? Oh, yeah, they, they did probably one of the best jobs at attacking our zone uh, and it didn't hurt that they made every shot you know what I mean (laughs) so you know yes you can definitely look you know and every good coach is going to look at that game and say we did this well and let's try to do this you know and so we got to have a counter to that and and yes so we will watch the tape coach will watch the tape and and you know make his adjustments from there and and you know hopefully uh, we make the right ones and you know, come out victorious. Let's take a time out here. We're about halfway through the first Alan Griffin show of the season presented by Davidson Ford. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we've got the Adrian Autry show here on ESPN Radio. Let's take a time out. We're back with more from Attilio's after this. Live from Attilio's Restaurant and Bar on James Street, this is the Alan Griffin Show presented by Davidson Ford and Clay. Back here on ESPN Radio, we're with Mike Waters and Alan Griffin. I'm Seth Goldberg here at Atilio's for the Alan Griffin Show presented by Davidson Ford. Uh, we got about 20 minutes left, and then we're going to pass things off to uh, Adrian Autry. I'm let's, seeing Griff signaling. Let's, let's talk about this World Series. You want to talk, talk baseball? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I love All baseball. Right. And I knew you were a Yankee fan. I wasn't going to, like, go there. No, you could have went there, Mike. <laughs> you know what? Was... If this doesn't... <laughs> set off the alarms in terms of starting pitching, then I don't know what else is. I think our team and the Yankees, we need starting pitching. And not starting pitching that's going to get us to four innings. We need six or seven innings. Like, whatever happened to the old pitchers that can go seven or eight innings? Like, I I just... I'm just well, you not noticed, that type of... You notice the games they won, right? It's yeah. when Tanaka went six innings, right. and James Paxton went six innings, and they, they yeah. got good outings. I mean, that's what you got to do. These guys getting grooves, they face these batters for the second and third time, and, you know, everybody say, well, you face a pitcher for the third time, it, it could be a bad thing for the pitchers. What about the other side of that? Would, yeah. You know? Um, I'm a you know I'm a big believer and you got to let these guys like why do you think Verlander and those guys are so good like you know Verlander going eight eight innings seven eight innings like come on I I, I could I can sort of see it in the regular season now where you want to you know manage your pitchers and their load and you you want him out by six and maybe they don't go complete games all year long but you need to have guys that when the postseason arrives. It's, it's nice to have a horse out there right. who you can say, so-and-so is going to take the mound, and we're going to go with him for as long as he can take us. And it wasn't that long ago when, like, Jack Morris and Oral Hershiser and, you know, fellas like that. And, and CeCe Sabathia, CeCe, yeah. who just I mean, now retired. but CeCe put them on, their, on his back in exactly. 2009. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those are the type of pitchers you do need in October. Yeah, definitely. And look at the two teams that won. I mean, right. they've both got they three best, guys with, Best you know, pitching. Verlander, Cole, Granke, and Corbin, and Scherzer, and Strasburg. They, they and those, can't be beat. No, and those guys are going, if they groove and going seven plus, sure. they will go six to seven plus, you know, innings, and, and that's what you need, especially now. 
And with the bullpens you have now, if your starter can give you that many, then the guys you do bring in oh. for eighth and nine are going to be just yeah. shut the door type guys. So, huh. so who, who's the guy that you want the Yankees to to go after? Cole's a free agent. Strasburg could be a free agent. Get the Brinks truck, send it out to Houston, <laughs> and bring back Cole. Whatever he wants, blank whatever check. he wants, blank check. You know, just fly the private plane, land in the stadium. <laughs> with the check and clean out his locker and, you know, bring him back home. I like that idea. Listen, because if, if the boss was living, this would happen. You yeah. know, and, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Boone has done a phenomenal job with the team now. You know, <clears throat> better than I expected. I was one of those guys that was like, why, Boone? What has he done? He's never managed before. <laughs> but, you know, actually, he's done a really good job uh and he's made some really good moves especially you know when he can bring those you know relief guys in and uh you know just unfortunate just ran up against a better team with a better pitching staff you win in october with pitching so we know what griff spends his uh his summer doing every every night over the summer you're you're watching the yankees i can watch any baseball okay not just the yankees i watch any baseball i love it um one of my favorite, favorite. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna age myself, but one of my favorite players, favorite Yankees of all time, was Dave Rigetti. Yeah, okay, yeah, the lefty baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to in the World Series? It starts tonight. It's it's Cole and Scherzer pitching oh. tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, it's a battle. Love it. Love the chess match, especially with two really good pitchers going at it. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited for it, and I can't wait to watch. Yeah, we'll get first pitch of that around 8 o'clock. It'll be here on uh, on ESPN Radio, so if you're out and about, you can certainly tune in and, and listen there. Uh, it, it should be a, a fun series to watch. And, and uh, a local guy with Pat Corbin, he went to, yeah. to CNS, and uh, that, that's a fun little tie to throw in there as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I ran into somebody out to dinner, and, and he basically was t- asking me, did I know him? I'm like... I didn't grow up here. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't know him, you know. But uh, he was just saying how how great of a guy he is, and I know I know one of my good friends who knows him uh, through baseball, growing up here, and uh, said he was a great guy. So, good luck to him, and you know. That's funny. I thought everybody in athletics in Syracuse knew everybody else who was yeah, athletics in Syracuse. Yeah, it's like, a, I don't know. it's like a club. Yeah, it is definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a little close, uh, close tight knit group. Uh, but yeah. obviously, if you don't grow up here, I, I get it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know Pat Corbin either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it'll no. be nice. The only you know person I knew here, you know, not growing up here, was uh, Brianna Stewart. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember watching um, her in uh, Glens Fall. I walked into the game and I'm like. Who is that? <laughs> I want to recruit her. <laughs> and I was working with the men's side. She was phenomenal the game I watched. She played the point center. She would get the ball to rebound and start the break, and she was finding people, scoring at will. She was unbelievable. She was really good at CNS. Yeah. Whatever happened to her? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure somebody could find out somewhere yeah, down the road, yeah. right? Yeah, it's done all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's take a timeout. we got to get one more commercial break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show next here at Atilio's and on ESPN Radio. Live from Atilio's Restaurant and Bar on James Street, this is The Alan Griffin Show, presented by Davidson Ford and Clay. 
Pikes are hot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do that every time now, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's Coach Alan Griffin, Mike Waters. I'm Seth Goldberg. We're here with you for another couple of minutes before we hand it off to Adrian Autry and Stephen Fonte. They're at Shaughnessy's in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. They'll be with you from 7 to 8 o'clock tonight. And, uh, Coach, before we pass things off to them, we can, we can start like a little mini rivalry with their show. If, if you oh, want, yeah, if definitely. Okay. We'll love that. All right, we'll, we'll do that. I mean, you were already saying that, uh, that Red wasn't taking your suggestions no, at Greece no, over the summer. You know, he asked me to come. He was like, you know, Griff, I don't know if I can do it without you. You know, <laughs> and, and then next thing you know, when we get out there, he doesn't listen to not one suggestion that I make. And I'm like, why even bring me out here? You know, and um, he's just... <laughs> he's, I, meant, I meant to ask you this before. How was he different as a head coach from, uh, from an assistant? He's nuts. He is. <laughs> you know, usually, you know, Ray has a... You know, he's calm a little bit, but for the most part, he's out of his mind when he's a head coach. So. No, nah, but Ray, Ray did a really good job over there and, and coaching those guys and coaching them up and having them pre- as prepared as he could uh, to, to play in, you know, four teams over there. And uh, uh, they played hard for him, and, and you know, he did, a, he did a really good job. Look, Looking ahead to now this weekend and, and early next week, these two exhibition games that you have, um, what, are you, what are you looking to get out of these games when, when you can get this team on the court, in the dome, playing against somebody else? What, what are you hoping to get out of these two games? I think seeing if we can execute what coach wants us to execute, um, you know, in terms of our pace, uh, playing faster, uh, you know, working on some stuff, you know, in the zone and, and, you know, if he wants us to play man to man, you know, whatever uh, we've been practicing on and seeing if, you know, our guys can execute it. And uh, again, just getting the freshmen some more time and getting them out there playing live, you know, game situation will, will only help us. If this was football, we'd be talking to coaches about how much of the playbook have you installed. Yeah. Is it the same with basketball? I mean, it is, is, has everything been introduced to the players, especially since you have so many young guys? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we install everything. Okay. Um, uh, and it's just, you know, one of those things where we adjust to the team that we're playing, how they're playing us and what they're trying to do to take to taking certain things away. So... Uh, coach is not one, you know, he'll add something every now and then, but for the most part, you know, we are what we are and we do what we do um, and, and we make adjustments. Uh, that's why Coach is one of the best coaches out, you know, ever is because he's able to make those adjustments on the fly and on, on either side of the ball. So uh, we just want to execute our game plan. There will generally not be anywhere near uh, the number of fans in the stands for an exhibition as there will be for an opener, especially this year's opener. And, and the energy level won't be nearly as high because it's an exhibition. But still, how much can just getting out on that carrier dome floor help uh, the players, again, oh, especially the young guys? It's big because... I mean, you bite. These guys are biting at the, you know, their chops to to playing against somebody else right now. You know, I think they're tired of playing against each other, and they want to see some different faces out there. I mean, sometimes they, I think they look at me, Jerry, and Adrian, and be like, "Hey, listen, why don't you guys get on the court?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
But for the most part, you know, they, they, they're ready to play against somebody else, and it'll be fun to, you know, seeing uh, somebody else out there on a Saturday night and, and then, what is it, Tuesday? Tuesday night. Yep, Tuesday night. You know, looking at, looking at your guys, the centers, you know, in particular, are, are you looking forward to seeing a guy like John Bolajak who you haven't seen in, in a game situation against somebody else? Are, are you looking forward to seeing what he can do in these two games where, you know, presumably you're going to be able to work him in and see what he can do? Definitely. Um, I, I, I'm really excited for all three of those guys uh, because, you know, one, the Barama, you want him to continue playing as well as he's been playing. Uh, and, uh, you know, with Jesse, you know, just, you know, keep catching up with the speed of the game and, and being able to uh, show a little bit of the talent that he has. But uh, and, and also with, with John, uh, just getting him out there for the first time in front of people will be huge for us to see what he can do, what he can't do, and then, you know, bring it back to practice and start, you know, working on that stuff and, 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 and enhancing, you know, what he does well. How much do you know about the, your opponent in, the, in an exhibition game? Anything? Yes, we know a little. We, we do scouting. Uh, we'll start doing scouting here uh, starting probably Thursday. Um, Thursday and, and Friday we'll do a little scouting and then Saturday we'll play uh, you know you got to get our guys you know accustomed you know the guys who hasn't been here uh, accustomed to you know what's on a scout report okay. you know uh, how the scouting go and how important scouting is so uh, you know just you know we got to make sure that we get our guys out there and uh, uh, get you know get that stuff going too as well so I was, I was actually going to ask that. So you'll go through the scouting report the same way, way that you would for the regular season so the guys know what to expect when you then do it for real. Yeah, definitely. So uh, as, as a whole, are, is there something that you're looking to see from the team or is it more let's get in, get your work in, stay healthy, and, and get to the regular season? I, I Executing our plan. I, I think if we, you know, plan at a temp, faster tempo, uh, Seeing how many threes we can make <laughs> in, in, in one game, so it'll be interesting and uh, it is exciting to be honest with you. We got like twenty seconds. Anything you want to say to uh, Coach Autry before before we hand it off? Oh man, I'll, I'll text him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Our show is the best show. Don't of, worry. of course it is. Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, Steve cheated on us. Steve, if you ain't listening to us, thanks for cheating on us and leaving us. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Red will be up with Stephen Fonte at Shaughnessy's in the Marriott, Syracuse downtown. We'll be here at Atilio's on Tuesday nights throughout the season with Alan Griffin and Mike Waters. I'm Seth Goldberg. Stephen Fonte and Adrian Autry coming up next here on ESPN Radio.